0: Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through.
1: Being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job
0: of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work. Being boss is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. Brought to you by Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon.
1: Hi, I'm Emily, and I own Indie Shopography, where I help passionate entrepreneurs establish and grow their business online by helping them build brands that attract and websites that sell. I help my clients launch their business so they can do more of what they love and make money doing it.
0: And I'm Kathleen. I'm the co-owner of Braid Creative, where I specialize in branding and business visioning for creative entrepreneurs who want to blend who they are with what they do Narrow in on their core genius and shape their content so they can position themselves as experts to attract more dream clients. And Being Boss is a
1: podcast where we're talking shop, giving you a peek behind the scenes of what it takes to build a business, interviewing other working creatives, and figuring it out as we go right there with
0: you. Check out our archives at lovebeingboss.com. Welcome to episode number 31. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to make the daily grind a little more dreamy, productive, and happy.
1: Are you trying to build a business, but feel you could do a better job managing your money? Trust me, you're not alone. Whether you're a service-based creative professional trying to hunt down your client payments or a maker trying to invoice your retailers and track your expenses, FreshBooks is there to help you run your business and make you look like a pro while doing it. There's no reason you should be waiting weeks for payments, collecting receipts in a shoebox, or pulling your hair out over software not built for us independent business owners. FreshBooks is a solution for managing your business's finances in today's world. Grow a business that's competitive, modern, and profitable with a cloud accounting solution that's easy to use and pretty to look at. Sign up for FreshBooks and manage your money like a boss with no accounting degree required. Keep your hair and get paid faster. Try FreshBooks today for free. Go to freshbookscom boss and select "Being Boss" in that "How did you hear about us?" section.
0: All right, what are we talking about this week, Emily?
1: Well, well, today we're talking about um, about getting uh, or making the daily grind a little more dreamy. And I um, I started this agenda the other day because I just got back from my big trip. And I am feeling like the daily grind is anything but dreamy. Um, I'm crabby. I've been crabby for a couple of days. I was just telling Kathleen that I think, um, I think I'm going through like post-vacation depression. <laughs> where And it's a thing. I've looked this up before. Um, a couple of years ago, I went, to, um, I went to Paris on a trip by myself, which was amazing. And I came back and didn't get out of bed for three days. <laughs> it was kind of an issue. And I remember looking it up thinking, why am I so like mad and angry and post vacation depression is a thing. Um and I was actually talking to a friend of friend of mine last night about it and she was agreeing with me. Um and so I'm kind of feeling just crabby and not feeling like the daily grind is super dreamy. So I want to talk about Kathleen. How we can make it a little dreamier.
0: Yeah, you know I just got back from that road trip and yep. not not 40 days but seven days. And right. Um, It was a good vacation. And whenever I got back, I felt a little allergic to work, like just having a hard time, you know, kind of getting back into it. Yeah. Um, And so if
1: anybody like summer, summer is always a time where I like pull back from work a little bit. Um, I try to spend a lot of time outside in the pool. I love summer a ton it is my favorite time of year I love the heat like I'm in Alabama and I love the heat (laughs) absolutely love it I sit outside and it feels really good Um, my skin loves it so like my skin is super glowy because it's like humid and oily And my hair loves the humidity. Your hair doesn't um, look good right now. Well, and I don't, I don't have to... I haven't brushed it in days. There you go. <laughs> Me, I haven't brushed my hair in years. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Um, so I really, really love summer. And I'm having a hard time getting back to loving work, even though I love what I do. And that's, that's why when I talk about this, we all love what we do, which is why we're doing it. Um, but, but sometimes we don't. We don't. To, right. But sometimes we don't. And that's okay. But... The goal is to get back to loving it when you find yourself not loving it. Um, So that's what I want to talk about today, how to make the daily grind a little more dreamy.
0: All right. First off, you have to get in your right mind. So (laughs) I actually just had a coaching session with my executive coach. His name is Jay Pryor yesterday. And we were kind of talking and I was going through what sucks, but what I really want and some of what I want is just more, I talked about it a few episodes ago, like just some evenness and some clarity and grounding. I want to be able to do the work, but not have any of this like anxiety around it. I just want to be cool. And, um, he was like, okay, gotcha. And we we're talking through and he goes, okay, so, but are you meditating? And I was like, oh <sighs> shit. And he just laughed at me <laughs> because like we both knew that, that's what it is for me. If I can meditate, everything else is falling in line a little bit better. And even if things do suck, I kind of let it roll off my back, like water on a duck, you know, it's just not a big deal. So meditation, I think that we all know the, the benefits of meditation. I think it's mainstream enough that it's not weird or woo woo, but just sitting quietly with yourself for 20 minutes a day can do wonders so Emily, are you meditating?
1: No, of course not. <laughs> no, I, I, and I know I need to, I was actually thinking about that yesterday. Um, and it's, it's a practice we try, like, it's funny that you even bring up that idea of like just sitting alone quietly. Um, since being back, it's not only hard for, for me, you know, getting back to work, but it's hard for David and Lily too. And Lily's just sort of, sort of lost it a little bit coming back and sort of getting back into a routine of like of reading and doing things that she should be doing. Um, not watching TV constantly and screw the iPad. I'm done with the iPad today. But, um, yesterday I told her, I was like, you know, 45 minutes. You were going to go, you know, just go sit in your room Color, read, do something quiet with your with yourself, and it was a struggle. It was such a struggle for her to do that for forty five minutes. Um, so you know, after after forty five minutes of her in her room, and David and I were out there talking, and she'd laugh as if she was like part of the conversation and things. And I'm like, Lily, you're not understanding what you're supposed to be doing. Um, we're going to be doing that like every day. Like if forty five minutes is really impossible for you to sit quietly. Then we're going to practice it. We are going to practice every day, forty-five minutes. Just sit in there, color, read, do something fun, um, quietly with yourself. So we're doing it with Lily, and I guess I need to do it with myself as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because alone time is important. How do you? Um, how do you like to meditate?
0: Um, so I used to feel like I could slip into it really well. And then Mm -hmm. after I had the baby and went through the whole sleep deprivation thing, I I had a really hard time finding that place kind of like where you just drop in and feel connected kind of like that, that buzzing. And so I had a really hard time dropping into it. And so, um, guided meditations today, I downloaded this, um, musical track called The Moses Code. I don't know. It's like pretty cheesy spa sounding. (laughs) And even while I was listening, okay, so it's funny because I'm actually this afternoon, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but this afternoon I'm going on a movie date with my sister who's also my business partner. Yeah. And so we're going to go see Amy Schumer's new movie. So I'm sitting here this morning meditating to this cheesy ass track (laughs) and it's like all, you know flutes and guitars and like the wall wow sound <laughs> in the background and I I just imagined like Amy Schumer making fun of someone like me meditating this whole time. So anyway, um but it worked and before I knew it 20 minutes were up and sure I had thoughts, but I think it's just forgiving the thoughts in the moment. Letting them kind of float away and just focusing on your breath. But for me, I have to now have kind of a guided meditation to give my brain something, a little something to focus on. And then I've also talked before about um, Yoga Nidra, and it's more of a relaxation technique where you're just laying there and this voice is guiding you through basically all of your body parts one at a time and you relax everything and it feels amazing. 20 minutes of Yoga Nidra is like an hour's worth of sleep. So It's a really great, um, middle of the day way to relax. So yeah, that's how I meditate. I
1: like that. We, um, we've downloaded the headspace app and, uh, we've actually done that with Lily a couple of times too, which has been really fun. She usually passes out, which is, is not a bad thing. Go for it. Um, but the headspace app is really good. Um, I love yoga nidra too. Um, and just downloading like weird music like that to meditate to, um, Spotify is where I get all of my stuff Um, I just, you can get yoga Nidra and all, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of crazy stuff, but some good stuff too, um, on Spotify for meditating. So I'm going to have to get into my Spotify account. Thank you, Kathleen. I will meditate.
0: Mm -hmm. Do it. (laughs) I think that the next, uh, the next thing that I really wanted to note is that dream jobs take work. Like it's, it's work. And I think that we all imagine this dream life and it's super dreamy and, and your house is all sunlit and everything is beautiful and clean. And you're sitting at your beautiful uncluttered (laughs) iMac just designing away for three hours at a time or, you know, whatever it looks like. Um, but it's not always that. So even yesterday I had a designer send me a resume and kind of a proposal and she's like, I want to work with braid. We're gonna have so much fun. We'll be brainstorming and um she painted a really cool picture of what it might look like to work at Brain <laughs> Creative. But the reality of my work day, I emailed her back and I was like, you're so sweet. I love this proposal, this is amazing. It might be a fit, but I have to let you know, it is not a party over here. Like <laughs> we kind of yeah. look like we're just like angry typing away at our computer. You know what I mean? Like, like it's kind of that resting bitch face look (laughs) whenever it comes to what my day in the life of works like looks like. And it's that all day long. It is not, you know, even I live across the street from my sister, who's my business partner. And even us living so close together, it's not a a perpetual party. So, um, uh, but, you know, the picture that she painted, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. But I think that just kind of accepting the reality that dream jobs take work and that it's not always super glamorous, that helps me sometimes get in the right mind of like this. This shouldn't be fun. Like I'm not entitled to a, a perpetual party. No,
1: no, it's, it's hard work. I mean, um, I've well, we've talked about this before. I started using Timely to track, to track like my work. Um, so I can see where I'm working or what I'm working on most and just sort of track like where I'm putting my time and things. Um, and I told David whenever we came back, um, this week has been my full first full week in the studio. I told him, I was like, I'm going to have to put in 40 hours this week. Like I just, I know I'm going to have to get in there. My inbox is insane. I have some deadlines to catch up on. I have some new projects starting like 40 hours Um, and today is Friday of this week and I have clocked in a little over 20 and this is not like, and the difference being like the people who work, you know, a nine to five or working 40 hours a week. Like, what are you really doing for 40 hours a week? Like, are you, are you actually working? for 40 hours a week? Um, or are you really only working for 20 or 30? Cause what I found is that, um, that my, my work type is very different when I'm sitting here working. I'm not on Facebook. I do not look at my phone. I will turn off email and hustle things out for a while. Um, and so my work looks like about 30 hours a week of like the most focused, insane work on the planet. And it's not pretty (laughs) like I'm sitting at my desk working. I'll get up every, every hour um, to like bend over and stretch my back and my legs and my hips. But otherwise I'm sitting here like with the most intense focus for about 30 hours a week on average. Um, And there's about 10 hours of like away from the computer like dreaming and planning and writing like blog topics in my Evernote and hanging out on Pinterest and doing those things. Um, but for a good three quarters of my work week, I am hustling my ass off.
0: (laughs) What else do you do to get in the right mindset whenever it comes to the daily grind?
1: Oh, I love the episode we did with Lisa Congdon where her and Clay said, we chose this. And that's like their little mantra. They say to themselves and each other when things start getting hard. And I've gotten to where I remind myself of that a lot too, especially this week (laughs) is that I chose this. Um, and I chose this because I love this. I love what I do and I love helping the people that I help. Um, and you know, if you're in a, in a place where your daily grind's a little less dreamy, like Think about that. You chose this, and if you didn't choose this, choose something different because you have the freedom to
0: choose. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all in the driver's seat of our lives and of our careers.
1: Amen. <laughs> it's so true. So, um, so for me, repeating the Lisa Kong and Clay Walsh um, mantra of "We chose this." has really helped me get through some shit in the past couple weeks. It's been really nice. Um, another, another one of the things that I like to do is just simply put things into perspective. Um, you know, I've had, I've had bad jobs. I've had, I worked in retail management for years and had bosses that I hated. And I, I worked at a, as a bank teller for a while. That was the worst job. No, actually the worst job I ever had was at a sports store. Me, sports. Think about that. Not a great fit. I was like on the management team and it was the worst experience of my life. So I think about those things. I think about where I could be, like putting things into perspective, like my job, I get to sit here 20 to 30 hours a week on a computer talking to people who do cool things with their lives and I get to help them do it. Um, And all the while, like I'm learning new skills and writing things I want to write and making an impact and recording a podcast and doing really fun things. So even though it is hard, you have to put things into perspective and think, how is it really undreamy? Because if you're just working hard, that's not not dreamy. That's just working hard.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not so much about shifting your circumstances, but shifting your perspective to realize that it's actually dreamy, getting some gratitude in that attitude.
1: (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Definitely. Definitely.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's talk about some habits and routines for, um, hammering out the daily grind. And so I find that part of the daily grind is really chipping away at all the things. And it feels like you're almost like chipping away with your little hammer and chisel at this huge mountain of things to do. Um, so I found that if I can just complete one thing every day and especially something creative, it really helps me embrace the other daily grind that follows. So, and I always like to do the creative stuff first. Um, it just really helps set the tone and it gives my day momentum. So for me, this might be writing a blog post or newsletter, Um, recording a podcast, for example. And on Sundays, it's as little as getting a good Instagram photo up. So it doesn't have to be something huge, but just a task that you can really complete from start to finish that is creative and that feeds your soul and uh, fulfills your purpose.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think taking some time, that was something I wrote somewhere in here, <laughs> taking some time to, to focus on something that you want to do too, I think is a huge one for, um, for, I don't know, appreciating your daily grind. I think whenever you are constantly pushing, bus- I can't talk anymore. <laughs> no, whenever you're constantly pushing buttons for someone else, or, um you know, becoming a slave to your inbox or whatever it is that you end up doing, um, taking a moment to do something creative or something for yourself, like and usually that's a passion project for us creative entrepreneurs. it's usually something creative um, can really create a huge shift in your day. Uh, doing that first is a big one. Um, I need to get better at that.
0: yeah, and you know you write <laughs> awesome newsletters. You- so I love do you doing this. just need those. to bust out a letter or something. <laughs> one of the things. So for our new project for being yes. boss, like yeah. I want to start kind of working on that every day. Um, one of our upcoming guests, well, in September. This is how far out we're booked. It's Jason <laughs> Zook, and so uh, he's on Invisible Office Hours with our um, with our being boss boyfriend, Paul Chambers. <laughs> <Thomas. laughs> Anyway, Jason Zook is Paul's co-host on Invisible Office Hours, and I was looking at his website because he's going to be a guest on the show, and he talks about writing every day and writing every day for, I think, two years and just becoming really prolific and just making a habit out of it. Um, so that's something I really want to start doing for this project coming up for us, which we will let you all know about sooner or later.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. One of the things just go, even going back to like the creative stuff, uh, one of the ways that I like to, um, to appreciate my daily grind a little more is, uh, what I like literally call in life, shake shit up. Uh, this idea of, you know, you can, we, and we talk about routines a lot. Okay. I'm literally
0: imagining you shitting in a can and, putting a <laughs> and, on shaking, it and shaking it up. It. <laughs>
1: Well, if that's how you want to shake your shit up, you are more than welcome to. I like to do a little more what, metaphorically. What has this podcast <laughs> become? <laughs> a shit show, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, so um, we talk a lot about routines and how routines are very important for for creating success for yourself. And for me, a routine is just is creating a system for doing something that you do constantly like every day um so you can get the same outcomes you can move on to bigger and better things um but what i've found in in creating a business where you know every day you're coming in you're writing your blog post you're writing your newsletter you're checking your email you're doing your projects is it's easy to re- routine yourself into a rut where you begin like unappreciating <laughs> the daily grind in a huge way um and i posted about this on my instagram while we were doing our trip out west this idea of shake shit up and just occasionally doing something so out of the ordinary, um, for us, that was taking that big trip. Um, and literally like we packed up our house and took this big trip. We had to shake shit up because we were routining ourselves into a rut. We weren't progressing with anything in a way, um, further than what we were currently accomplishing. And we wanted to do more things. Um, so for me, I love the idea of shaking up your metaphorical shit Um, and, and getting out of your routines for a moment, um, to do something completely different and then get back in those routines and get to work.
0: Yeah. I even read a scientific study once Uh, I couldn't, I can't quote it. I don't even have a source, (laughs) but, um, I read once that even taking a different, driving a different route than you're used to, to get to a familiar place will trigger things in your brain to make you a little bit happier. Um, oh. so yeah, even little things like that, like taking a new path, um, can be, can, can be good for your soul. Um, but even starting a new project, like us starting this podcast, I felt was shaking things up a little bit and it's been huge, monumental for, um, our, for our creative fulfillment and then also for our careers.
1: Yeah. So shake some shit up.
0: Mm hmm. But on the flip side of that, like you talk about routining yourself into a rut. I do think that if you can establish a morning routine, that helps you set the tone for your day. So like my ideal and we should do an entire podcast on this on morning routines, but mine would include going for a walk. Uh, meditating really by the time I do all this stuff on my morning routine, like my day is over. Yeah. But, it's like, 1230. And I'm,
1: like, I'm hungry for lunch.
0: <laughs> and then if it's lunchtime, I might as well take a long lunch and then it's end of the day. <laughs> and then
1: it's nap time. No and work. then <laughs> Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, morning routines, like trying and just do maybe one thing in the morning that will help set the tone for your day.
1: I agree. I mean, morning routines are huge. You should definitely do a whole one. Um, I'd like to hear about yours someday. Are are we ready to move on to the next one?
0: Yeah. Let's talk about tapping your creative tribe, leveraging your creative pack to make the daily grind a little more dreamy. So uh, while you were here, Emily, I remember one afternoon, we were kind of both just hammering out emails or something, but we were both at the table and it just felt kind of dreamy. Yeah. Kind of maybe what like that design applicant that was like, I want to work for braid. It would be so dreamy. Like maybe that's kind of what it feels like is working at the kitchen table with you. So, um, you know, meeting up with a friend at the coffee shop, even if you guys aren't working on a project together to simply be emailing side by side with someone that you like can be kind of dreamy. That's happened to me also. My friend Greer, who is a photographer, I ran into her the other day at a local coffee shop that we both visit often. And I was like, I didn't know you would be here. And we ended up sitting at the same table and just hammering out some work. And it was just really sweet being able to sit there and work side by side with her. So um, try it. Yeah. I love that idea. That
1: was That's one of the things that I miss most about the studio um, is having my team there and it's all just sort of working quietly sometimes, <laughs> sometimes working quietly and just sort of getting stuff done. And like, there's a, there's a buzz that happens around you, uh, whenever other people are being productive, um, that makes you want to be productive too. Uh, whenever we were in Chattanooga last week, um, house hunting, I spent today, um, working from a coffee shop there and we have coffee shops here in town and I've worked at coffee shops before, but this one, (laughs) which in Chattanooga is known as like the place that all the freelancers and like independent people go and, uh, and work and have business meetings. We, David and I walk in there and the place is literally buzzing with, with meetings and people talking shop and like things that you don't get in small town, Alabama, um, sadly, but um there it was it was amazing. And I sat there that day and I got so much done. I mean working by myself. Um I think working uh from a coffee shop can give you so much more energy around what we're around what you're doing and doing it with someone is awesome. Meeting new people there is really cool too. Um I also think that there's so much value too in finding Finding a person to sort of share your um, your daily grind with, <laughs> um, whether they're sitting next to you or if it's an occasional Skype date, I have a couple of uh, online buddies and we hold we hold, do, I don't know, a meeting together once a month, once every other month, and just kind of talk shop a little bit. Kind of like how you and I have done for years and has turned into this podcast. I mean, now we're just
0: hitting record.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Now we just share it with everyone. Um, but being able to sit down and, and talk about what your daily grind is looking like, if it's not feeling dreamy, or celebrating it if it's feeling totally dreamy. Um, you know, being able to talk about how hard it is to be, you know, a work from home mom, um, or talk to people who don't have kids and remember what that was like and dream about it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like, even before we got on the call, you were like, Oh man, I need this episode because the daily grind is getting me down right now. And I was like, yeah, that's because you're a web developer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Web all you
0: web wrong. developers because that is some okay. grind.
1: It it is, it is some sincere grind. I mean, managing files and writing code is, is something that will make your eyes go cross in a heartbeat. Um, but, but being able to talk to other people who are doing the same thing and sharing those experiences, uh, for me, creating a tribe around you, um, of people that you can share openly with about, about how not dreamy or how dreamy it is, is huge for just
0: getting through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just knowing that you're not alone in it. Is so huge. It is. And
1: one of the places that I didn't expect this to be so, so huge is our Facebook group. People in that Facebook group are using that. I mean, it's become almost like a massive mastermind group Totally. of people who are in there saying, listen to this shit that happened to me today, or listen to this amazing stuff that happened to me today. Um, or asking questions and stuff. And those sorts of, uh, creative tribes that you build around yourself, um, are just, they've been monumental in me getting through five years of the daily grind.
0: I know that even for some of my clients or even just, um, just emails that I get from people, they might say stuff like I'm having a really hard time and I'll reply and say, I don't have the answers. I don't know how to make it better for you, but just know that the problem that you're experiencing, you are not alone. And that goes so, so far.
1: Hey, bosses. I'm going to take a second to interrupt this episode to tell you that if you're liking being boss and you're ready to level up your game, we've got something just for you. Check out the Being Boss Bundle. It's Kathleen's DIY coaching for creatives and my Get Your Shit Together series bundled together at one low price just for you bosses. You can find that at lovebeingboss.com slash bundle. Okay, back to the episode.
0: All right, what else? Um, How about like setting some boundaries around the daily grind? Ooh. So for <laughs> me right now, I was actually – I ran into a friend of mine who owns a local retail store here in Oklahoma, at Oklahoma City. Uh, it's my friend Caleb. He owns a, a boutique called Blue 7. And, um, I was, I was just kind of talking to him about the grind and being a business owner and also being a parent and how, how much space it takes up in your head. And he's like, yeah, because even if you leave work at work, like I leave my store and I come home, but my wife can tell whenever I'm not being present, she can tell whenever my mind is elsewhere. And it was a big wake up call for me because I realized my mind lately is probably 90% at work all the time. And so um, that that was really a wake-up call, just realizing even if you're not physically at work, and it gets tricky if you work from home, which we talked about in our last episode, but um, uh, finding kind of like mental energetic boundaries around leaving work at work. And so I don't know the answer to this. I'm hoping that the meditation thing works for me to help me create a little bit of separation between uh keeping my mind at work, you know, or keeping my keeping it separated a little bit. <laughs> keeping my yeah. mind present with whatever I'm with, whether that's work, whether it's recording this podcast with you. Um I'm not thinking about my client deadlines if I'm with my baby, I'm not thinking about the podcast. Just leaving work with work energetically and mentally.
1: Yeah, that's a really hard one. I've I've noticed myself even getting worse and worse with that. I was having dinner last night with a friend and <laughs> could feel myself almost zoning out a couple of times. And that's also like I'm feeling it with the sleep deprivation a little bit. I mean, like coming back from the trip, I'm a little sleep deprived and trying to catch up and just doing all doing all the things. Um, but but I'm definitely finding myself a lot recently, like talking about something and forgetting what I'm saying. Which is just redonkulous. <laughs> um, or, or my my threshold is about um, an hour for a meeting. If a meeting starts running over an hour, you lose me. You completely just start losing me. So that's one of the things that I've been working on too. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. Just can we start like holding each other accountable for meditating and start texting you every day and mm-hmm. like find your zen, Kathleen. Yeah. Let's do it
0: <laughs> because I, I do think that's part of it. Like I really don't know what the other solution might be to kind of mentally keeping work at work. And so even you being at dinner with your friend I kind of thought that you're going to say, and then I found myself on my iPhone checking my email, but not even no. that, you know, no. it's not even, it doesn't even have to be your phone or your, it's not physical. It's mental. You. Yeah. It's like mental distraction. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's difficult. Um, but totally, totally fixable. Just, we have to set some boundaries around, around where our brain is at <laughs> when, which is really important.
0: How do you set boundaries around the daily grind? Like what are your tips or tricks or focus for doing that?
1: Sure. One of, one of the things I, I really strive for (laughs) is to not get bogged down by like the mundane stuff that has to be done. Um, as a creative entrepreneur, you are both a creative with like freedom to do and create and share and do all the fun things, but you're an entrepreneur. And that means doing business. That means, answering your emails in a timely manner. That means um, doing your bookkeeping or delegating or doing things that are just kind of mundane for a lot of people. The business side of business is the mundane stuff that you don't want to do, but you have to do or or setting up systems
0: so you can delegate it out. Absolutely.
1: Um, So, and that's, that's actually even something that we've done. Um, I think finding, finding your boundaries, um, of what you can do and what you can't do is super important. Um, you know, a couple episodes, we had Val uh, Geisler on, who's systems, badass, awesomeness. Um, I, we hired her <laughs> this week to help us turn some things in our business into super systemized uh, processes that will make things go on without a hitch. And that came from me realizing where my boundary was for what I'm able to do in terms of the mundane business stuff. And, uh, we've attempted to do systems in the studio before a couple of times and they usually go. Okay. Um, but I needed someone else to just do it for me. I needed someone to sit me down and say, Emily, write systems for this, this, and this. Um, because I also
0: loved how Val said your systems are only as good as how much you use them or it was something along those lines.
1: Yeah. Well, and part of it is you almost need systems in place to use systems. Yeah, sense yeah, like you really do. You have to have like a checks and balances for, you know, if you completed something, did you use the systems to do it and did you check off all the things. So, I really look forward to having her help um help make us a little more or help make us a shit ton more efficient and what it is that we do. Um and so for me that was that was setting the boundary of of not getting bogged down by the mundane finding my boundary and where my dealing with the mundane ends and then delegating everything beyond that to someone who can help me a ton. Um, So for me, not getting bogged down by all the little things, um, hustling it out. Like you have to do customer service. You have to do your bookkeeping. You have to do things like package your orders and, you know, help your clients. Um, But then I think the flip side of that is also making room to do the stuff that you want to do. Um, that's just as much setting a boundary. Some people forget to set the boundary of, I will focus on things that I want to do. I will focus on passion projects, whatever that is. And if you're a creative entrepreneur, you're here because you want to do things that you want to do. Um, so making time (laughs) to do things that you want to do is super important. Yeah. Huge. What have you been
0: working on Kathleen that you want to do? Throwing you under the bus. <laughs> as far as like boundaries go? Or... Yeah.
1: Well, no. Like, have have you been working on any fun things just to work on fun things? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> well, then we need to talk about that later.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. So this is like the, this is the double-edged sword of making your dream job, your dream job, right? Is that I'm living what I love a hundred percent of the time. I'm completely who I am at work and in life. And so with that, it's not like I'm going to stop my work day doing what I love to then go like, do some painting in the afternoon, you know? <laughs> because
1: you don't love painting, Catherine.
0: I mean, the I <laughs> idea of it. So, I mean, okay. So here's like the landscape of what I do is that I have braid creative, so I'm doing branding and business visioning. I've got the e-course, the branding e-course, which um, I have a lot of energy around that. I work out every day or almost every day, so that's kind of like my hobby. Um, I have the podcast. So this is definitely creatively fulfilling. Um, and then I just launched. I think I've hinted at this project before, but I just launched a new project called NonDoc and you can find more at nondoc.com. We'll be going live at some point in uh maybe the beginning of September, but that's a new project that I'm launching with my friend Andrew Rice, who is a former state senator here in Oklahoma City. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm doing a lot. And then whenever I'm not doing those things, I have a baby and my family and my Netflix to watch. So (laughs) I just, you know, there's not a whole, whole lot. And then whenever there is something, it's like an, an extra project within the context of all of those things that really excites me and fuels me. But I'm in an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial space right now where everything I'm doing leads toward growing my business and making some money. That's just where I'm at. High five.
1: Well, see, okay. Then I think there's such a important differentiation there because what you are not doing and what you have effectively handed off is all of the mundane stuff that most people struggle with the most.
0: That's true. I mean, so, I have a team. Okay. Yeah. The one thing is I will say you mentioned at the beginning of the, this um, conversation about the mundane is the emails are just a lot. So I actually, you mentioned Val Geisler. I signed up, she's doing a Gmail because I use Gmail. It's specifically a Gmail systems email course. And I think it starts on August 3rd. So this episode may be airing after that's launching. But, um, I'm really excited to take her course in that and to better clean out my Gmail. I do have a assistant who's helping me with some of that stuff, but not, not a whole, whole lot. Like there's, there's still some things like I need to be in my inbox and kind of filtering through things. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to take her email course and i cause I know that I have stuff to learn there and, and maybe that's part of it is just just learning and evolving. And yeah.
1: Yeah, it it is. It's an evolution. Um, and so if it's, if you're in a place in your business where you find yourself only doing mundane stuff, evolve out of it, <laughs> basically, um, you start delegating and you systemize so that you can delegate, whether that's you, your bookkeeping or packaging orders or doing whatever that may be. Um, you hand it off so you can do more of the good stuff. And
0: I think as a creative entrepreneur, sometimes we get in a, in a cycle of like a hamster wheel of doing mundane stuff because it feels busy. really productive and <laughs> easy yeah. and useful. And so you feel like you're doing stuff, but really, what are you really accomplishing? And so then that goes back full circle to really scheduling out or doing the creative thing first. And it's something that you can like fully complete because I think that it it not only gives you uh, momentum, it gives you confidence. It gives you confidence that like, Hey, I can do things and I can finish them and I can do the next thing and finish it. And eventually your projects get bigger and bigger. And eventually you're not going from just, um, launching a blog post every day, but you're opening, you're starting new businesses or you're, um, launching projects that will make you a huge amount of passive income. So, um, yeah, that's what it comes down to. It does. So
1: evolve out of the mundane until you're just as happy as Kathleen, <laughs> working all of her passion projects all day long, and then working out in between. And then and if you're still when not happy,
0: just start meditating. <laughs> there you go, Perfect. or go see in the, or go see a movie in the afternoon with your sister. You know that is something that like that actually has really inspired me lately. I talked on a couple podcasts ago about listening to that Pete Holmes podcast where he's Mm -hmm. interviewing a bunch of comedians and just like the, I I desire a certain amount of just levity. And I sort of keep joking around with my friends and my family all day. Like, I don't know.
1: There's a, you should become a comedian. Let's (laughs) practice that.
0: (laughs) There's a being boss, um, listener. Her name is Jillian and she is a hand letterer and designer out in, Los Angeles. And uh, she gave me this postcard at Designer Vacay a couple of years ago. And it said, The shit ain't that heavy. And I keep that postcard as a reminder to myself that, like, this, it just isn't that bad. (laughs) You know, like, this is pretty damn good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I guess I'm working on more attitude than actual passion projects or hobbies or anything like that.
1: Good. Yeah. I think that's definitely where I am too. I love, again, I love what I do. Um, it's just, it's easy to get bogged down. So I'm going to take my own advice and not get bogged down after I finish all my emails.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So let's like bring this into actual tactics and to do's and action Oh, what, what can you like literally do?
1: I think that if it's bad enough, I mean, if your daily grind has you waking up pissed and going to bed pissed, <laughs> then I think one of the best things that you can do is take a break. I mean, there is nothing, nothing's going to fix really being down in your daily grind more than walking away from it. Um, so, you know, whether that's a weekend away or a night away or just a day off where you take yourself and go get a mani petty or whatever that may be, I think that there is nothing wrong. And I actually hugely encourage the act of walking away and taking a bit of a break so that you can do some of the other things we've talked about and talk about how it is that you can set some boundaries Find someone to go talk to. <laughs> or for me, Kathleen, I need to talk to you today. That's Aww. really all it was. <laughs> I'm going to leave this feeling so much better. Um, you but- know. Oh, mm-hmm. you keep going. Oh, no. Just taking a break. Taking a break is so important for getting out of the headspace of whatever is going on in your workspace. Um, and walking away.
0: So I like to take a break a little bit, but in a different kind of way where I'm not physically walking away from my work. And I cause I, I do that stuff. I go to the gym. I get mani pedis yesterday. I went to the spa in the afternoon and took a steam and sauna. Like I'm, I'm pretty pampered. I'm pretty good at pampering myself. But, um, for me, actually, what has really worked as far as taking a break is kind of taking a break from my to-do list so I will clear everything, but I'll still be working. And then it's really the stuff that rises to the top that I'm working on. And so it's the stuff that, that I want to focus on, that I want to bring my attention to that gets done. So that's one of the ways that I kind of take a break is I take a break from my to-do list, but I'm still sitting down and I'm still doing the work.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, Another thing that I like to do in terms of like workspace too and doing work um, is (laughs) rearrange your workspace. I feel like whenever I'm, (laughs) because I do this, whenever I get like really just in my head and I'm feeling really grumpy about going to work and doing what I need to do, which is dumb. And I know it's dumb because I love what I do. It usually can be as simple as like rearranging my desk or doing some things that the space that I'm in is a little bit different because I'll get to the point. And this is like this yesterday. I really just had to leave the computer yesterday. Like sitting down in front of this screen makes me feel all like hot and bothered and like annoyed.
0: Oh, not hot <laughs> and bothered in a good way.
1: <laughs> no, not in a good way, in a bad way. Um, so, so for me, doing some workspace rearranging can be a really easy way for me to get out of whatever headspace I've created for myself in that like configuration and, um, and just get back to doing the dreamy
0: stuff that I like to do. Um, my biggest one right now and, uh, the one that comes top of mind. Okay. So one of my favorite self-help books is the four agreements. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll include a link. In t- uh, we'll include a link in our show notes at lovebeingboss.com to a lot of the things that we're talking about today. But um, in the four agreements, one of the agreements is to be impeccable with your word. So basically, what that means is to watch what you say. And yeah. if things don't feel dreamy, and you. speaking it out loud, you're giving it that much more power and that much more attention. And what you focus on expands. So focus on the stuff that you like and not the stuff that you hate. So if you're hating the daily grind, I mean, just stop talking about it, you know? And so, uh, or, or start speaking out loud about the things that you love. So again, this is a mindset thing but it's a very practical thing that you can do as well. So another way that you can watch what you say, there's this book called um I think it's like complaint free for 30 days or at least that's the concept behind it. And you wear a bracelet on your wrist and if you find yourself complaining out loud, you switch it over to the other wrist. And so as you're complaining and you're switching this bracelet back and forth, You can kind of see over 30 days if you're really being intentional about complaining less, how much less you switch the bracelet over. And then the whole thing is that once you're complaining less, your attention and focus is more on the good stuff. And what you're physically saying is on the good stuff. So um, that's a huge one, I think. And I, I just find that whenever I'm getting really bogged down, Uh, like even, okay. The sleep deprivation thing was like, I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like maybe if I stop talking about it, it will go away. That didn't work there. I mean, that's like a special case, but I have found that like whenever things aren't necessarily going well, the more I speak out loud about it, the worse it seems to get. Oh, so this is one. One of, um, one of my mantras is wildly productive and living the dream. So I used to always like whenever I would, you know, get on a call with you, like, how's it going, Emily? And you'd be like, oh, it's good. Crazy busy. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Crazy busy. I find that every creative entrepreneur I talk to and work with every person, every person that you talk to, you ask them how they're doing. And the standard response isn't like, oh good. How are you? The standard response is crazy busy. And so the more I was saying crazy, busy out loud, the more I was actually feeling crazy busy. Um, so I started actually saying, whenever someone was asking me how things were going, I started saying wildly productive and living the dream. So it means that I'm still doing a lot of stuff, but that I chose this and that I'm living the dream. Um, and, and things started to feel a little bit more dreamy and nothing changed. Like my schedule is still packed. Um, I still had clients to manage and expectations to deal with. And work was still hard, but simply shifting what was coming out of my mouth made things a little bit more dreamy.
1: I agree. I remember whenever you released that Kaplanism. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which is yep.
1: what it is um and and i like i even adopted that like because it's one of those things that i've always noticed. like i hate it when people tell me that they're busy like even if they are or if they really get into something really negative like if i ask you how you are and you just go off into like oh my back hurts and my you know i'm sorry like that's hard but because you're being so negative about it things are going to feel worse and that's something that i've always been Super aware of too, and the wildly productive and living the dream is such like a powerful mindset shift around what your life is like. It's the exact same thing. It means the exact same thing. It's just the the connotation around it has been shifted 180, Um, and it's so much more powerful. But not only that, you make an impact on people that you say it to. You either come off as the butt face who is like being a little holier than that with your wildly productive and living the dream. Or maybe they'll walk away, like realizing that busy isn't the solution for getting things done. It's being productive and enjoying what you're doing that makes life worth living.
0: Well, and I think that we're just, I mean, uh, it's clear that we are starting to celebrate workaholics, you know, or like a workaholic um, work ethic. And we're celebrating busy whenever it's, it's not something that we should be celebrating. And I think that having those examples of people who are getting things done without getting their panties in a wad is so, so important. I want to be that person. Um, don't get me wrong. I get my drawers in a wad lots. (laughs) Oh, don't you though? (laughs) um, Plenty. But I think I was even talking a few episodes back about hanging out with Sarah Von Vargant, and she was just like, you could tell that she has a normal amount. Uh, the mailman's here. Every time the oh. mailman comes from all over recording a podcast, I always think someone's about to like break in the house. Um, anyway, um, she was just so, she was getting stuff done. She had like a, a certain amount of. Work ethic, of course, because she's getting things done, but she wasn't stressing about it, and I love that. I love that. So, she's been kind of my uh, role model whenever it comes to getting stuff done. I also, Beyonce, every time
1: I mean, I know Beyonce has 24 hours in her day, too. Exactly. Y'all, like, <laughs> <exactly>. but <laughs> one thing can do
0: it, we can do it. One thing I was going to say, another tactic and to do that I really like doing is actually scheduling in a dream date. And so, I mentioned that this afternoon going to the movies with my sister to go see Amy Schumer's new movie train wreck. And it wouldn't happen unless we had scheduled it in, you know, because she wouldn't be able to find a babysitter. Um, it, her kids are off for the summer, so she wouldn't be able to find a babysitter. I would have scheduled a meeting on top of it. So sometimes you have to literally put the dream. It doesn't feel spontaneous and it doesn't feel cool, but schedule it in and not just like, okay, this afternoon, I'm going to take time off. What are you going to be doing? Like go see a movie or go bowling, but but make plans to actually do something fun.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing this week. So the dinner I had last night with a friend, we scheduled it earlier this week and um, I did it I miss her. <laughs> so it was that was definitely like the reason. Um, and I haven't seen her since we've been uh, on the trip and stuff. But another part of it was I knew that I would be coming in for a full week of work. And I knew that by Thursday evening, I would need a moment to just walk out of all the head spaces that I'm normally in and just do something fun. And so we did, we scheduled it, we knew what we were doing. We like had a date and a time and we showed up um, and doing things like that, putting them on your schedule, like making, making fun things a part of your quote-unquote daily grind is, um, is so important for, for, again, that mindset shift of like perspective. Like, Is this really undreamy? And if a couple of the things on your calendars are like dates with girlfriends or going and getting mani-pedis and you actually look at that calendar and see why it's so full, the dream job really does become a dream job. So for anyone out there who is having a hard time finding the dreamy quality in the daily grind of their dream job, I hope that Kathleen and I have helped you. It's definitely helped me a lot. I'm feeling much better about working out my Friday and getting some things done so I can enjoy the most vegged out weekend of my entire life. Um, And I'm definitely feeling a little
0: more dreamy today now. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Treat yourself.
1: I will. Oh, I am. Monday actually, you know, part of my dream job, Monday, I'm going manny petty. It's mm-hmm. on the schedule. I'm going to treat myself. A little camping, I need a petty. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it.
0: Yeah, you came to my house looking like a dirty hippie. Dude, I felt like a dirty hippie. I still kind of feel like a dirty hippie. And this is saying something, you know, I don't I don't brush my hair. I like, you stinks. have dreads and I'm <laughs> the
1: dirty hippie. Like, my
0: armpit stinks right now, but yeah, I mean, you were like full hippie.
1: I was, I, I don't think I had showered in four days whenever I, and like, that's probably the longest I've been since I was a kid. Like I have thin hair, it gets oily fast. Um, so thank you for putting up with stinky me.
0: <laughs> I love you no matter what. All right, you guys live the boss life. Make sure you're not becoming a workaholic, but do the work. We'll see you next week. If you like being boss, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at lovebeingboss.com where you'll get episode worksheets, secret content, and other goodies delivered straight to your inbox every week. Again, that's lovebeingboss.com. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. Um, note to Corey: Edit out the shitting in a jar and shaking it up because that's just gross. <laughs> edit
1: that. Out. That's just gross. <laughs> that was gross. If that is easily edited out, definitely remove that. What? Why would you say
0: that shit, Kathleen? Because <laughs> like it was just it came to my mind and I have no filter and I just said it out loud. <laughs> I'm not like I shouldn't have a podcast. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> Um, I should have a podcast. I love our you podcast, do. but I should not say disgusting shit on our <laughs> podcast.
1: They did push the envelope a bit, Kathleen. Just You never know what Kathleen's going to say on air. I'm, I'm never <laughs> giving you a live show, <laughs> ever.